0: And when somebody else uses your content, I'm Dave from Real and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again. It's an absolute pleasure to be bringing it to you and a big thank you to everybody out there that's been downloading the podcast. We've just had our most most downloaded period in history. The last 30 days, we had over 1,100 downloads and nearly 400 downloads just in the last seven days alone. So thank you very much. And by far and away, our biggest listenership now is in the United States, although we're gathering a bit of a following in Russia and in the Netherlands as well. So, uh, and I guess underpinning our view that the first principles of real estate can be applied regardless of where you are around the world. So I hope you're enjoying the content. We look forward to bringing you a whole lot more during 2020. So this episode is all about who owns the content, who owns the copyright. So quick story is that I recently had uh, the local uh, newspaper in our capital city reach out to me with respect to a property that was creating quite the buzz on social media. So we released an old church on the outskirts of Adelaide and did a beautiful video and uh, we also had some gorgeous photography. Um, And so you can imagine, you know, something like that's going to generate a lot of curiosity, uh, a lot of likes, a lot of engagement, a lot of comments and those two posts uh, reached over 40,000 people within a matter of a week or so of us releasing them so it was you know it was fair to say that it was creating a fair bit of public interest just even outside of the real estate sphere so the story was picked up by the local newspaper who um, and that's a a News Limited publication Um, so it's a a big global company as a matter of fact for those that aren't aware News Limited was actually started in Adelaide here it's a uh, the it's named after the news newspaper uh, that uh, is now defunct. But nonetheless, um, Rupert Murdoch got his start here in South Australia. So it's a big global company and they've reached out and said, look, you know, we, we would like to do a, an article on this particular property. It's obviously creating a whole lot of interest. So naturally I was obliging, uh, I was uh, graceful in the information that I shared, the, the journalist had some questions about the history, um, wanted to clarify some of the points that were uh, in my editorial, asked if she could lift some of the quotes from that, of course, so I was very happy with that and, and then, you know, they released it on their online platform and um, but very soon thereafter, and without my permission, and and I certainly wasn't aware, that same content found its way onto News Limited's sister publications' Facebook pages. So realestate.com is Australia's number one real estate portal, and they've got a sister site, Real Commercial, and they're all tied into the News Limited empire. And so... That I gave permission for um, Adelaide Now or the advertiser to use uh, that content, but I certainly did not give permission for it to be deployed uh, on those other uh, on, on those in those other mediums. Um, Why? Because we already had a really successful Facebook campaign going. And the problem when somebody else starts republishing your content on Facebook is that you're no longer getting the attention. You don't also have the opportunity to be able to jump in there, moderate comments, maybe hide comments that are a bit malicious, um, answer questions and queries. You're certainly not getting uh, the messages through and you're not getting any engagement on your page. So rather than linking back to my Facebook page and creating a bit of a funnel. For me, essentially what they were doing was using my content to create a funnel away from Facebook, so from Facebook and away from Facebook back to their online platform Adelaide Now. Now, that's just great marketing, but they are, and and I would say unfairly, using my content, using my vendor-spent marketing, uh, on attracting attention back to them. So this is a, a, a multi-billion dollar company that's essentially pinching the photos from my clients and then using that. Now it got me thinking a little bit about who owns the copyright, what are my rights in that situation, how many other real estate agents have found themselves in a similar circumstance. But here's here's the here's the, the compounding factor in this whole scenario. As a result of that post on real. Estate.com.au's Facebook page, one of my competitors reposted it on his business's Facebook page. Now when it presents on his Facebook page, it looks just like any other listing. It looks like a link back to realestate.com. Uh, which by the way, if you're an online marketer, that this is a big, big no-no. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this is it would kill your organic reach. So do not do this. Fortunately, my competitor is not aware of this. So it made it look like my listing was his. An enormous amount of inquiry online, on Facebook. The activity was excellent. The rub off on me was great. Other people were able to steal some of that shine for their own commercial benefit. So this episode, I'm going to be talking about who is in control of that content, once it's out of your hands, where do you stand? Those questions are more are gonna be answered by the influencers in the space. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed this. We're, We're talking to videographers, we're talking to photographers, we're talking to franchise groups, all in the marketing space in this podcast to lend their thoughts and to weigh in on how you can protect your content in 2020 and beyond. I hope you enjoy it, guys. Welcome to the Property Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Joining me now is Cherie Brennan. Cherie is the owner of open to view in Victoria, Tasmania and South Australia, and as such has a real broad knowledge base around how these issues affect various marketplaces. Cherie, thanks for joining us.
1: That's
0: okay, thank you for having me. So Cherie, we were having a bit of a chat uh, off air just a little while ago, and and really just around this situation that we've encountered recently. Um, Perhaps if you can explain where uh, open to view fit within that whole discussion. So in this particular case, you guys had undertaken the work. Um, the uh, the images were posted um, without our permission and um, and for somebody or for another entity's benefit. Um, so when you guys do take the photos, who owns that imagery?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, that's a great question, Dave. Uh, we do get asked that, um, you know, from time to time. I think a lot of people acknowledge um, you know there's certain rules around the usage of imagery but obviously there are many people that don't um, obviously when people sell a home they engage <clears throat> sorry they engage the services you know via the real estate agent to sell their home and incorporate photography as part of that package when a photographer turns up essentially they're providing the service to the agent and that's via the use of the images for a single use marketing purpose only. Okay, so think, just to, just explain yeah. to
0: us just before we get too much further. Single use. Explain to us what single yeah. use means.
1: Yep. So the use basically is for the single purpose of selling that home uh, by this agent on this occasion. Now okay. that the sale process of that home can obviously be an indefinite, you know, length of time. You know, usually from ninety days, but. You know, can obviously be shorter and or longer. But the the intention is that the, the, the vendor will then be able to access those images that open to be supplied to the agency in order to market that home for sale. And that obviously, that engagement of services is for that particular sale through that particular agency once
0: right so it is particular to that circumstance that level of engagement and let's say i buy that house and 10 years later want to sell and you know in the meantime i probably not looked after it that as well as i could have and i think you know what those old those old photos look better than the new ones um i i can't use those photos or i shouldn't be using those photos without permission and consent is that correct
1: that's absolutely correct because that's actually at a different occasion. So that's not on the single use. That's for an alternative use at a different length, at a different point in time, if you like. So that is no longer an extension of this, you know, this this occasion, um, you know, very clearly. And obviously, the most important thing to consider is that properties change. You know, seasonal changes, trees are different. Mm. Um, you know, people paint, people decorate. You so know, there's some time misrepresentation
0: time. that can creep in over a period of time.
1: Absolutely. So mm. we also have a policy within, you know, open to view that even working with, um, you know, agents on a regular basis, that you know anything that was photographed within three to six months, um, you know that that time frame is sufficient for the agent to have listed that property, sold it, um, and then after six months. We should be taking new photographs because what you're doing is uh, uh, potentially misleading or misrepresenting that property mm. to the buyer and that's not what you want to do.
0: Okay. So, in the scenario where we've uh, had the interview with the journalists there at News Limited and uh, obviously... At that point, the, uh, the article was posted to their website, but then it was shared through subsidiary businesses or associated websites without our permission. Um, and the way I think of that is that they're now using well your content in this case um, for their own benefit. So do you feel that that, that falls under that single use category?
1: If Well, a lot of that comes down to the permission. Our permission goes straight to you as the agent to, okay. to, to market that property. Yep. So any third party using that imagery, that's a really easy no. They shouldn't be. Okay. And obviously the, the permission that can come through you to us, hey, we're thinking of sharing or we're thinking of doing that, can be all it needs to be mm. on some occasions. There may not even be a cost involved, but permission can take a, a, a wide variety of um You know, I guess uh, what determines permission is that a simple yes, you may use it, or is that yes, you may use it, and here's your fee for doing so? So, I think you know that that's an important thing to consider open to view. Uh, you know is the overriding owner of any particular imagery not the photographer themselves and so it's also important to understand that aspect as well because it's very important for us.
0: Yes yeah so in in terms of this this could have been single use if it was an extension of uh, my marketing so if um, permission was granted by me to deploy that content for our vendor's benefit that would have been okay. I guess what's questionable here is to who was ultimately to benefit as a result of the use of that content. Now, one, my permission wasn't asked, but if it was, um, I would be actually even doubtful that um, I would be the benefactor of that exposure, as uh, certainly the use of those Facebook pages is to act as a funnel to push traffic back to News Limited's uh, websites and, and sister companies. Um, so, ultimately, um, in this case, I feel that, that one, one there wasn't permission granted, but Two, there wasn't any benefit from my perspective as I wasn't able to moderate comments, I didn't have control of the content, and uh, ultimately that inquiry or that, uh, the comments or that activity, that engagement online um, and, and the traffic online was then pushed back to uh, news limited sites, not, not to my, my website, not back to my Facebook page. Um, and I guess, you know, just uh, uh, icing on the cake, I guess, and, and, uh, or, or salt in the wounds perhaps, is that uh, open to view and, and Jules' work on this one, Jules Barnett's work, uh, was not acknowledged either.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's a real consideration. And, you know, most importantly, you know, the, the, the process which, you know, is to be followed is, you know, we give those, if we give that imagery to you, we accept that you know where that's going. Mm. And obviously, you know where that's going by the, the internet portals that you choose, your own website, others, Facebook, Instagram, and all the usuals. Mm. So, you know, the question therein lies, if you don't actually know where it ends up, then somewhere along the line, that, that Creative Commons license, if you like, has been broken. Mm. So it's very easy to track where that break has occurred, because if you don't know that's actually ending up on another website, then someone else has taken that content for their own benefit, for their own use for their own leverage, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, and therein lies the question, should they actually be using that content? They should seek to find where that content has come from. And therefore, as a respect, you know, to not only the photographer, but the company itself, you know, the listing agent and the vendors themselves as well, because they have a right to know where that imagery is used as well. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that's an important aspect for everybody to consider, or at least if they haven't before, will will from now on, I'm sure.
0: Mm. And, and I think this is a particularly pressing issue as we go through 2020 and beyond as content becomes increasingly uh, chopped up and, and uh, deployed in different mediums in different ways and um, and so from your perspective it's very important that the agent be cognizant as to how that contents being used and that their that permission is being uh, granted. Uh, before that uh, before images uh, created by uh, yourselves in this case but by a third party are are used.
1: yes absolutely and you know for us you know the rental, aspect you know the rental market that we provide services to now as well is you know is is now a, a really increasing aspect and you know once again that privacy that you know intention of using photos you know the the temptation to use something that was you know photographed a year and a you know year and a half ago or six months ago as tenancies change yes. um, is really important that imagery is updated on a regular basis because once again that can be misleading things do change um, and especially if there is furniture involved if somebody's furniture is in a in a you know, in an image, um, you know. I, I think it wouldn't be very difficult for people to understand or at least comprehend that should that imagery be used again, profiling a, a property or uh, you know it, it extending mm. that as a this is what it's going to look like when you move in, and it's certainly not. Mm. Um, I think that's why we really promote the use of uh, you know photography for vacant properties, and then promote the use of virtual furniture, which it, it's not you know it's it's not somebody's personal. Um, furniture, but it gives people the opportunity to see what it would like should you choose to live in there. Yeah. But that's, that, that's product, um, you know, depending on the client and where you are and what the properties are like, but it does give you a, an opportunity to be able to get some some better use out of that. Mm. Um, but just quite likely, you know, in, in terms of the sales market you know it's really 60 to 90 days is not uncommon for a house to sell if it's a little bit more a little bit less it's, yeah. that's the initial agreement that you have from open to view to a real estate agency so in a reasonable order to be able to yeah, absolutely yes and you know that's never set in stone but I guess you know that's that's an understanding that that's a, a reasonable amount of time that you would have in order to sell that property. So, you know, the, the next step where people go, okay, well, if I don't want to be with this agency or I want to go to this one, they still don't have. The, they don't own the imagery. Mm. They are literally provide. They're paying for a service for a photographer to turn up and provide the imagery. They're not actually purchasing the images themselves, and that's one of the one of the most important
0: things that people understand as well sheree whilst i've got you and on a slightly different topic what you you get to see several marketplaces you you're overseeing a lot of activity and and catering to a lot of different agents in different marketplaces are there any trends that you've seen emerge over recent times or that you feel are on the horizon in 2020 when it comes to uh, video photography um the space that open uh, open view play in
1: Oh, look, absolutely. There's no question. I mean, things – but the, the, the speed at which things change is is obviously never, uh, never really comes as a shock. I think we all have to understand that, you know, things progress and things change, the technology that we have access to. Um, what I do find is that, you know, the take-up sometimes, you know, in certain um, – in certain markets you know sometimes we have a you know if you have a hot market then people will tend to spend maybe a little bit less on their marketing because the property might sell mm. you know faster but it's so important that each of those options are provided just simply so that you can still showcase and get the best price you possibly can for a home without discounting you know any potential buyers by not showing them everything mm.
0: have you have you noticed an increase in the uptake of video
1: Oh look, video is an absolute exploding market to, to the real estate, and I think, you know, when you look at the ability uh, for us to have these gadgets, have, you know, our pocket, you know, in our pockets, you know, phones in our pockets, and be able to look at things, I think. People are uh, that level of impatientness that we have in our lives these days. We don't want to wait to find out more information. We want as much as we possibly can at our fingertips. Mm. And you know, we're we we are creatures of color and movement. So you know, mm. photography is great, but the ability to be able to showcase something in a video, which is real, it, you know, I think there's there's a degree that's exactly what it looks like. That's what we're showing. That's that's what we're showing. That's what we can see. Um, And I think once upon a time the video had so many elements to it in terms of is an agent in it, do we just see the home, do we see everything, Mm. you know, is it three minutes long? I mean that's a bit yawn, you know, like people Mm. want quick, quick information and accurate information so that they can really make those good quick decisions and then, you know, give the agent a call. So Mm. I think, yes, the type of video and the style of video um, has definitely changed and I think that's for a really good you know, uh, really good reasons. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're excited about that opportunity to be able to offer that, you know, as a service to each and every property because we think it's an absolutely invaluable um, part of the marketing campaign without question.
0: I, I think that's uh, super valid. Um, I, I remember when we first started doing videos seven or eight years ago now that, you know, we really didn't have a template other than that provided by a TV segment um, or, or a yeah. television commercial almost. And so uh, the... Uh, and there was this... Um, Uh, want to make the best uh, use of the video. And in some cases that meant that the videos would go for three, four, five minutes as we tried to cramp every little piece of information we knew about the property Uh, either in the narration or uh, making sure that it was covered Um, and I think that was maybe because uh, you know it it was always tv was going to replace radio then video was going to replace tv and then the internet was going to replace uh, recordings and and it it, it never quite works out that way and I think in the same way the static imagery plays a very different role to what the video imagery does and the video is now really just to give people a taste I think give people a sense as to the lifestyle the features and it's that a beautiful piece of curated content that draws the attention and hopefully holds the attention to the extent that it then gets them clicking on the link and going to the static imagery and looking at that floor plan and and uh, looking at more detail in the in the uh, photograph or looking at the virtual tour and um, and having that virtual walk through the property it really is that hook um, to get people to to the to the worm um, yep. and, um, and then of course, you know, once, once, uh, once they're there, um, then the, the hope is that uh, they, they come to the open inspection and they become an engaged purchaser. Um, whereas I think, you know, it was kind of thought early on that video was going to replace uh, the role of the static imagery and, and these, uh, these other elements.
1: No, yeah, absolutely, and I think you know people have to understand that you know there are different you know different styles of uh, of that information will appeal to different people as well, and you don't want to limit any content being accessible to any number of your buyers. So I think you have to have that cross promotional options. You know when you when you're speaking with vendors and you're saying that you know we've got to be able to you know make sure that people you know have every possible opportunity to see your property for a start, and then obviously what they can see is obviously going to be, you know, of interest, eye-catching and really grab their attention, like you're saying. And, And, yes, the video, you know, from three minutes, you know, once upon a time... I think people underestimate, you know, when we watch advertisements on television, they are 15 seconds. Yeah. So, you can jam a fair bit of information into 15 seconds mm. and, you know, most people atten- attention span and or their, you know, the, the ability to capture the attention very quickly mm. is in those first 10 to 15 seconds of any sort of imagery. So, I think if you can then grab that, utilize that and then, you know, convert that into someone who wants to know something more about a property, um, or, well, you know that 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 can only be a good thing. So I think how that's changed and how we film, and the I, I truly believe that a big part of that is the agents. You know, um, you know, being a part of that because. Mm-hmm. You know, people will want to see you and see what you're promoting and see what you're offering and, and know that you are a person because they're going to want to buy from someone that they know and trust as well. So it's a big part of, you know, that ability to be able to not only showcase the home, but yourself too. So from an agent point of view, it's super important. And from a vendor's uh, perspective, it's even even more important that they are showcasing on so many different platforms to get or to reach, you know, their potential buyers. It's, it's imperative that they do that.
0: And for agents or um, a lot of our listeners are, um, are in marketplaces where private selling's still, still the thing. So, if, um, if an agent hasn't um, done a video before, how is it that you walk their hand or hold their hand through that, that first video?
1: Yeah, look, everybody's going to have nerves in front of the camera for the first time. I think what we can do is try and displace, you know, some of that, uh, you know, for them in terms of really giving them that guide and that scope on what to say, when to say it, how to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, not many people take a first video edit and, and, you know, nail it first time. So I think people have to understand that, you know, we will work with them. Um, you know, as best as possible to get, you know, to get them feeling very comfortable in, in front of the camera. It is it is important. Um, you know, knowing what to say, so coaching them through that, writing down what they're going to say and practising over and over. And it doesn't matter how many times you say something in the car, you know, you might get out in front of the camera and just lose it completely. So mm. I think what what people have to understand is that we will help them. We know that they're not the experts and as, if they're open and honest with us that this is their first video, we will definitely help them through that and you know to be able to do a couple of things uh you know that can put them at ease give them that guidance know that they can have a uh, you know a couple of edits or a couple of takes to get things right um work around ways in which if they are feeling extremely nervous we can do things to sort of put them at ease and obviously just create a great atmosphere in which they can understand that it's for you know for the for the benefit of the property they need to do it Um, make make it have some fun you know element to it Um, and you know, and and really get a, a great result for everybody involved. I mean, that's that's ultimately what we want to be able to help people achieve. You know, help them to achieve.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your insights here, Sheree. Sheree Brennan is the state manager, or sorry, sorry state owner, franchise owner for New, uh, sorry, for Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia, for the Open to View Group, and um, some of the services that you guys offer are.
1: Oh look, that's my that's my opportunity for a plug. Look, yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> of course, we do the photos, the floor plans, the videos. You know, most of our uh, photographers these days, it's it's very uncommon that they're not you know carrying a drone with them, so they have the ability to to utilize that at, at and when they're at a property, um, providing that it's it's you know safe and able to fly. Um, also, CAS certified, so that you know we make sure that we're abiding by all the rules and regulations that are uh, that we need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also offer the It's the 3D virtual tours in terms of Matterport that we use as a product to to showcase that virtual tour through the home. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great option for, you know, um, to be able to show absolutely everything in the property in one go. That's great. Um, And the other awesome things that we combine for agents is the ability to grab you know, all of their brochures and all of their signboards using the back end of our portal at any given time, whether we photograph or not, those services are available to absolutely everyone and every agent um, wherever possible.
0: So from signboards to brochures to video to, to drone shoots uh, to uh, you guys have, have got it all covered.
1: Yeah, we do. And look, you know, most of our photographers are well equipped to be able to give you that information, give you some, you know, some prices. And the best thing that we try and do is offer that as a one-stop option so we can package all all of those products together and give you the best possible deal we can.
0: And Sheree, if I'm a a budding photographer, I hold ambitions of being a property photographer, people can reach out to, to you, Sheree?
1: Oh, without question. I will help people through that process, whether you've ever picked up a camera or not in your life. You know, we, we have, uh, you know, some great training opportunities for people. We don't care if you're sort of leaving school or you're sort of changing, you know, life career paths or whatever it happens to be. If you have an interest or remote interest in the real estate industry in, the, in regards to, um, you know, marketing and photography and the video side of it or installing, you know, if you've got some muscles and you want to, you know, just, Drive around and put up signboards, you give us a call. We will happily help you in some regard.
0: That's wonderful, Sheree. Well, thanks so much for joining us once again. Um, your insights are invaluable, and um, I, I really appreciate your thoughts on this particular subject. And it just so happened yes. to be that I, I think Open of View was somewhat disadvantaged by uh, not receiving yeah. that. That nationwide acknowledgement, because you guys yeah. not only uh, do you do a great job, but you have done a great job for me uh, for over a decade now. So um, it's with deep gratitude that um, you know yeah. I extend to you here to for thanks in appearing on the podcast and sharing your thoughts.
1: Yeah, thank you. And look, we're we're grateful for every client that you have the ability to put us in front of. So and you know that that's that's a wonderful relationship, and 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 we value that that highly,
0: so thank you. No worries. Absolute pleasure, Sheree. Well, thank you so much for Great. joining us again, and we'll talk with you soon. Anytime.
1: Cheers. Thank you.
0: I'm just going to press stop on that. And now to share his thoughts on copyright and creative and the dilemma that we're now facing in an online era where content is so shareable, I'm joined by James Lopez. He's the founder and creative director at Heretic creative agency. James, thanks so much for joining us.
2: An absolute pleasure, Dave. Nice to be here.
0: So, James, uh, you've been around the real estate space for for many years now. You've been doing video work for many of the leading agents, uh, not just in South Australia but around the country. Um, Yeah. As well as you do dabble in a a whole range of other sectors as well. So you've got a real broad knowledge base around this. Um, Now, in our off-air conversation, I was briefing you as to what we'd recently experienced. And so from a video perspective... Where does who owns the copyright, um, and uh, what are your thoughts on um, that content then being shared or uh, perhaps being monetized by a source that's not the origin?
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a really interesting question, mate. And you're quite right. Like with the advent of um, social media and sharing and all that sort of stuff, it's it's become quite the grey area. Um, certainly, with an on online from the online perspective, but. And, and every country has their own unique laws around copyright, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, with regard to Australia, uh, the creator of the content—in the case of video, the videographer uh, slash director—copyright uh, reverts to them, mm-hmm. unless specifically um, sort of outlaid in the in the conversation with regard to the uh, the final product. Now, that's never been anything that I've been. Ever fussy with because at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the client deserves to own the finished product. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I share that with the client. I do retain the right to share it in my own marketing. You know, certain shots and all that sort of stuff, provided that um, they're. Uh, so they've all been sanctioned, I guess, as, with regard to whatever job I've done at the time. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll certainly put out a show reel once a year, and I'll, and I'll use some of the best shots that I've got. And yeah. Uh, and there's certainly no issue there. The pet hate that I have, which, which we discussed earlier, is with regard to people just taking things uh, and sharing them willy nilly mm. online, and and kind of implying that they might have had something to do with it or own it. Yeah. That just really gets my goat. Yeah.
0: And uh, and I guess that, that's a, a, a huge underestimation on the behalf of the person that is sharing the content or seeking to, um, I guess, ingratiate themselves by sharing that content. Um, it's a huge underestimation by them of the creative uh, that's required just to put that bit of content together.
2: Oh look, absolutely, and it, it's it's certainly made a lot. It's, it's made a lot easier to do. Uh, in this day and age, there's software that you can download for free uh, that's that's readily available online, which will enable you to rip from all the big um, content uh, housing places like uh, YouTube, for example. This, yeah. this software that I'm thinking of uh, is mm-hmm. designed specifically to take from YouTube whatever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, and, look, that's that's all well and good if you've got your own YouTube channel, you can't log in, and you've got all your own stuff there, and you want to get a hold of it. It's actually come in handy for me with regard to that sort of thing in the, in the past. But yeah. Uh, yeah, generally speaking, in this day and age, it's a lot easier to get your passwords back. It's a lot easier to log into your own channel. Once you do so, you can download your own content easily within the, the platform. Uh, so there really isn't that much of a use for that kind of software. It, it says to me that it's just... Purely to allow people to kind of go in and take stuff which is theirs, and that yeah, really yeah. gets up my
0: nose. And and so when you were talking earlier about the client, uh, with uh, you're talking about the agent that's engaged you, or the vendor that's uh, that's paying for the product, or or is that one and the same in terms of how you feel about that?
2: Uh, I, I guess it's 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 probably both. Again, it's a super grey area um and a real estate property video as an example isn't something that's really worthy of drawing up a contract that sort of thing it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty quick kind of process as you know yeah um and so it's very much a case of you just have sort of have a due respect uh in between each other if the vendor wants it, they can have it if the agent wants it he can have it oh, yeah. Yeah, he or she can have it it's it's just something that uh everybody's had some input into certainly my creative abilities my you know skills with the cameras that sort of thing the agent's presentation the agent's kind of input and the vendor providing the home you know everybody has a part to play and i think that there's no issue within that group in terms of sharing it's it's people outside of that that yeah have no business do you know
0: what i mean yeah I, I think that's a really fair statement and whilst it is a bit of a gray area it seems the etiquette around that space has been well maintained between agents client and the content creator um to this point sure. and where we're starting to get a little bit squirrely is where uh, a third party might get involved and um and use that content uh as part of their uh marketing um uh, now in, in the case in my particular case it was Uh, photography that had been used for a Facebook post for a multi-billion dollar corporation and then that Facebook post was used to essentially funnel away attention from Facebook back to their multi-billion-dollar media empire, um, and wow. um, and with very little commercial benefit for me. So I, I feel somewhat for the vendor in that case because they've spent hundreds of dollars on uh, getting that uh, that those photos together, and and I guess in the case if it was videos, you know, hundreds of dollars um, getting the uh, getting that video content um, only for it to then be deployed by uh, for. Well, by another, by a major corporation, but with um, no consideration to the going back to the content creator, not even an acknowledgement, and um, and similarly, so no no compensation back to the uh, vendor who has really just provided them with some free content there.
2: Yeah, look, absolutely, and and there are some platforms that are quite overt with regard to their theft of copyright. Mm. Um, and you know, let, let me cite Facebook. It's very very clear when you sign up to Facebook. Uh, you check a box that says everything that you upload to that platform becomes, by default, uh, ownership can become theirs uh, if and when they choose. Mm. So you actually you have to sign essentially your copyright life away. And, look, at the end of the day, I get it. Mm. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to sign up to Facebook. So you do, uh, I guess, freely waive your abilities with regard to that specific platform. Yeah. Um, but then I guess at the end of the day... There are certain things that I've created over the years that I just won't share on Facebook for that very reason, because I don't want them to own the copyright or have uh, that uh, legal kind of foothold in something that I that I've produced.
0: Well, that, that's really interesting. So, as part of the the terms and conditions of uh, publishing material on Facebook, they are then by default becoming the copyright holder, um, which I guess that covers them in um, for that sharing. Um, that sharing capacity that their their platform has. But I would also probably suggest that that would be limited to Facebook, then utilising that content in other ways or it being used within Facebook rather than another corporation using, say, content taken from elsewhere and then deploying it on Facebook as though, they're, as though it was their own.
2: Yeah, I would be... The Facebook, uh, I guess, the rules and regulations that you uh, agree to waive when you sign up to Facebook—that's an agreement between you and Facebook. Mm. Other people then stepping in and kind of, you know, implying that the content is theirs or the listing is theirs. In, in your particular instance, mm. uh, that's where it's sort of it's 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 not so cut and dried. And and you know, in terms of having. Um, legal grounds to pursue those sorts of things you know I have heard of cases where that's that's been possible it's at enormous expense and all that sort of stuff yeah. and at, at the end of the day you just kind of go oh jeez got I really be bothered yeah um, one of the things I do uh, to try to avoid that sort of stuff is um, in terms of certain products uh, real estate videos are, are a perfect example mm-hmm. in a lot of instances I'll watermark the agent's logo and put it quite prominently in the corner of the video mm-hmm. Yeah. so if anybody else is going to share it and will try to claim that it's theirs or the rest of it well you know <laughs> Good luck when there's someone else's watermark on it, you know. The only way then around that is to crop in on the shot to kind of remove that, and then all of a sudden you've got a, a pretty poor
0: resolution video. Yeah. So um, that that is a way around um,
2: preventing that kind of theft, I guess, is just to put the at, at least one of the owners kind of. Um, so that's almost information
0: like putting the, kind of the putting fr- a fingerprint on on that content, so it, it's not exactly so right. easily replicable. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, people can tend to think, like, they'll sort
2: of say, oh, you know, that's pretty cheap advertising, but it's actually, it's, that's not the purpose. The purpose is to prevent other people ripping it off and, and copying it without at least being able to see who the originator is.
0: That, well, that's a, that's a great tip for anybody listening out there. So, um, well, thank you very much for that, James. I really appreciate you weighing in on this subject. And it's certainly one that uh, touches your business on a daily basis. And, um, and I think increasingly uh, I, I've, I've, over the next uh, few months to the next couple of years, this will be a, a hot topic of conversation um, around the table with, uh, with real estate agents around the world.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah, I hold uh, firm to that hope too, mate. I think that uh, you know, integrity needs to remain pretty strong in all industries mm-hmm. and uh, it's very much a case of you know, represent yourself and, and your product and leave everybody else to represent their own. You know,
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much again, James. No problem at all, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, that was James Lopez, founder and director at Heretic Creative Agency. So uh, certainly if you're uh, looking for something very special when it comes to your property video or you're just in the corporate sector and you're looking for some of the greatest creative minds in the industry, then don't hesitate to look up Heretic Creative Agency. James Lopez is your man. Content creation in the digital era will continue to be a contentious issue for years to come, but it's great to get the insights of the experts to see exactly where they sit on the spectrum of responsibility when it comes to who owns the content and who gets to decide how that content is ultimately deployed. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to bringing you a whole lot more next time. The Property Pulse podcast is designed for anybody who's dealing in real estate, whether you're buying or selling, expanding upon your portfolio, or perhaps you're a real estate agent and you're just looking for helpful hints and tips that will accelerate your success in real estate, well, I hope you found a home on the podcast. And if you have, please subscribe to stay tuned to all new episodes as they become available.